Well, good evening, everyone. (laughs) Merry Christmas to you all, and I hope you're having a wonderful evening. And and, uh, I was laughing as we were coming in with my wife. We were talking. I said, this is the day that we have been singing about our whole entire life. You know, that one foggy night when Santa came <laughs> night when Santa came to town and he asked Rudolph if he would guide his sleigh tonight. Uh, so, so yes, and uh, tonight is definitely that. But thank you for coming out and joining with us as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. And uh, for those that are, uh, if you haven't already, there's hot chocolate and cookies out on the table. Feel free to grab something there. Uh, but what we're going to do is just have kind of an intimate time tonight. Uh, of celebrating our Savior and uh, just giving him glory uh, for his birth and for his life and what he did for us. And so let's start today by uh, praying. So will you join with me, please, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for this season and and this culmination of all of this time and and the season of preparing that we have done for the last uh, four weeks leading up to this night, Father. This night when you come to this earth, Uh, to be born in a manger for us. Lord, we thank you for that. It's such a joyous day that that we celebrate the fact that you chose to leave your heavenly realms and come to this earth for us. And not only just to remain a baby in a a manger, and not only just to remain, uh, you know, this small little child, but to grow into a man who would die on the cross for us paying a price that we could never pay on our own. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done. We thank you all that you are doing, but we thank you for this evening that we can come together and celebrate. This is a celebration of your birthday, Father, your birth on this on this earth for us. So may we sing joyously as the angels would sing, and may we join together in your praises as we honor and lift you up high and mighty on this beautiful night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We stand with us and let's sing together.
joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every In the sixth month of in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and t- tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will bring great he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, 
and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Mary, reflecting, said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's sing this next song together. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given. The Messiah, won't you see him, to see him high lifted up, shining in the light of your glory.
the truth of it is, is that when Jesus came to Mary, he changed everything. This night that we celebrate Christmas Eve, this quiet night, I love intimate gatherings where we can come together as family and come together as individuals, just spending time together, reflecting on the birth of our Savior. And, and it's awesome to do it with good music and the lights a little turned down low and candles uh, on and, and those types of things. And, it, and it's just an amazing time because it reminds me of how may that of first night when Mary as the angel left Mary and as, as Mary just left there and was all on her own, might have been reflecting on these things that were here, these things that were to come. The promises that were given to her and how the promise of Jesus the Savior was coming to her. Just imagine for a moment, if you will, the angels came to Mary and told Mary that she was going to give birth to the Savior. She was the one that God picked to give birth to His Son. What an amazing thing. And, and the honest uh, truth about this whole night and this whole thing that Mary had the honor of doing and the grace of receiving is that Jesus' birth came in and would change everything about Mary. Everything. His life, his, his birth, his, his uh, raising him and, and going through all of these things that Mary would have to go through changed everything about what Mary's life was going to be and what it could have been. She never expected to have to go through to see the things that she did. You know, seeing Jesus not only be born and then also going to the temple and spending time in the temple teaching the rabbis that were there, the ones that knew the law, and then also going along and seeing men and, and women healed of many diseases and, and just things and continue on and miracles after miracles. And finally, to see Jesus die on a cross. It's an amazing thing that we understand, but Jesus... Changes, changed everything in Mary's life. The truth of the matter is, is, though oftentimes we forget that Jesus can change everything for us too. But he won't force himself upon it. Mary had a chance that night just to say, no, I don't want to do this. This is too much. You're asking too much of me. I'm going to say no, thank you, and pass upon that time. But she didn't. She said yes. She accepted it. And she, in fact, her, her comment to the angel was, may, as the, may, may it be so. May, may your servant be so, as it is said. And so she accepts that, that call. She accepts that responsibility that Jesus is going to give upon her. Tonight, on Christmas Eve, we must learn to accept the call that Jesus has for us. That his birth, his life, and his death on the cross and his resurrection three days later changes everything about us. Everything that we are. Everything that we can be. And everything that we will be. Jesus changes all of that for us. Let's sing again.
those days, a decree went out to Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for him to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room or no place for them in the inn. That first Christmas night when Jesus was born, we have this beautiful picture of a manger. You know, the manger with the shepherds and the wise men and the manger with uh, the angels there and, and all of this stuff. And I hate to burst your bubble a little bit, but the manger scenes that we celebrate and we have, most of us probably have on our fireplace or somewhere in our house is not truly the way it was that day. It represents, each one of those represents a portion or a piece of what happened that day, but it's not a beautiful picture. The wise men and the shepherds never came to Jesus at the same time. It was impossible for that to happen. In fact, we find that the wise men probably came somewhere between three to six months, all the way up to maybe two years after Jesus was actually born. And so the wise men and the shepherds were never there. But we also find that this interesting thing, I love this, this, this verse where Jesus talks about, or the scripture talks about Jesus' birth when he says there's no room for him at the end. So we all have a manger scenes where we imagine Jesus being born in this in this barn with hay and sheep and all of those things there. And who really knows what, what kind of environment he was born into? Sure enough, there were an, an, uh, angels were there, that's true too. But there were animals there, and there was certainly born in a manger. We know that. He was born in a, in a feeding trough, a manger. That's what a manger is. But this phrase is saying that Scripture just kind of quietly puts in there right after the birth of Jesus that there was no room for him in the inn. I think speaks speaks really honestly uh, volumes of information for us today. Had they known who Jesus really was, 
anybody in that town of Bethlehem would have opened up their home to Jesus. Had they known really who Jesus was, that he was the savior of the world, the king of kings, the the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of all things, the creator of all people, they would have gladly opened their doors and welcomed him in. But they did not know that that day. And so oftentimes we hear as people, when we read this Christmas story, we often say, how could they have not let this poor woman in to give birth in their home? How could they have not let this poor woman into the hotel so she could have, well, they didn't have hotels back then, I guess, the inn, to, to have her give birth. And we often think about that, and, 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 I, and I, I often find myself contemplating that very same question. Why? If, if a pregnant lady came and knocked on my door, or her husband came and knocked on the door and said, my wife is about to give birth, I'd be like, come on in, let's go. We'll find a place for you. But they did not. And so when we think about that for a moment, though, as I contemplate that, I begin to think about this idea of, is there room for Jesus in our hearts? And I begin to realize that at that time, many people did not know who Jesus was. And so it was easy for them to see and easy for them to not allow him to come in or not allow him to welcome them into their home because they did not know who he was. It made it easier for them to cast them out into another place. But for you and I, it's a different responsibility. Not only do we know who Jesus is, not only do we know who Jesus actually is, he's the King of kings, as I said, he's the Lord of lords, he's our Savior, we know all of those things. And so what we have to reflect upon is, is there room for him in our own hearts? Do we make room for him in our busy schedules? Do we take everything that we have and say, okay, somewhere in my schedule, somewhere in my life, I have to put Jesus in. See, this is the problem that too often we try to just plug Jesus in where it's convenient for us. Jesus doesn't want to be plugged in where it's convenient for us. Jesus was able to be born anywhere. Mary gave birth to him in a, in a manger. But what Jesus really wants is your heart. He wants all that's inside of you. If we learn to make room for him in our hearts, he will change everything about us. He will change our lives. He will change who we are. He will change every aspect of our life. And he will make us beyond more than what we could ever be on our own. But we have to make time for him. We have to make time. Just as we are doing tonight in this. Listen, I understand that there's thousands of different places you could be tonight family parties and, and dinners, sitting on, on your couch with a fire ablazing and your, and your PJs on. That's why I kind of said wear your PJs because, you know, uh, I knew if I couldn't allow you to wear PJs, I don't know if all of you guys would have came tonight, so that's okay. But no, I, I, want, to, I want you to come and, and be here tonight and be as family together. But there's thousands of places we could be, but we, made, we make point for him on Christmas to be here. Christmas Eve is a wonderful time, but I also understand that in our walk with him, we often find our life so busy that sometimes we forget to allow Jesus to have room in our hearts, to have room in in our season of Christmas. Sometimes Christmas becomes so busy, it becomes all about the presents and the cooking and the cookies and and all of the stuff that we have to do and the wrapping and all of these things, the Christmas parties and all these things that we have to get to, that sometimes we just have to put a pause on all of that and say, Lord, This isn't about all of this. All of those things are wonderful. Listen, I love presents as much as anyone else. I love good dinners as well as anyone else, and sometimes probably more than some people, as you can look and see. 
I love good cookies. I love having fun with family. But what matters most is when we give Jesus room in our heart so he can change us, change this season. I love Christmas Eve and I love Christmas Eve services because it's such a quiet time when we can just pause and reflect on his birth. One of the reasons why we like to have the lights low and one of the reasons why we'll have the candles lit here in a little bit is that we can just pause here in this quietness, not fall asleep, <laughs> but pause in this quietness of the night and what it means for each and every one of us. So may we pause, make room for him in our hearts and celebrate this season. Yeah, go ahead to that video, if you will, please. It was that silent night when the stars turned their gaze to marvel at the earth. When the heavens gathered breathless round a lowly stable. When a young mother wept tears of worship, falling on the baby in her arms. And the song of the earth arose in Bethlehem, soft as the tender beating of his heart. And all was calm, all was bright. Yet could this be the same God of Abraham, the conqueror of Israel, this baby, this fragile life? Is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies, whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms, who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament, whose hand ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts, who breathed life from dust, broke the oppressor's rule, scattered the chains of his people like sand, and led them through the wilderness with a pillar of flame. Is this child the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak, who surrounded Job with the roaring wind, stood defiant in the raging furnace, wrote judgment against tyrants and blazed on the lips of the prophets, scorching history's pages with the fury of his might. Could this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable king, setting his throne on straw and manger, drawing forth the tears of shepherds, receiving the gifts of wandering travelers, his fame unknown in this world, The one who thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts. Who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, God in the silence. He holds this mystery balanced in his hands, holds our questions till they lose their need. 
until all we see is him. In a moment, we're going to sing a song called Behold. You can continue. You can start playing. We're going to sing a song called Behold. It's not a Christmas song at all. It's a worship song. But just as that video was sharing with us, this baby that we celebrate tonight, this baby that we, we lift high and we think about and we reflect on his birth, did not remain a child. The way that he changed the world, the way that he changed you and I, the way that he changed this whole entire, every single person on the face of this earth is that he grew up to be a man and died on the cross for you and I. And so I like to include in our time of worship and in our time of celebrating not only Christ's birth, but I, also, I like to include during this time just an opportunity for us to behold what this baby who laid in a manger, who was born this quiet night, did for you and I. And how he did much more than just lay in that manger. He grew to be the king that we all needed. Not the one that we thought, but the one that we needed. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm just going to ask you to stand if you can. And what I want to do is I just want to worship God. Spend just a, just a moment in our night tonight just giving him glory and beholding who he is. And how wonderful a savior he is to all of us.
amazing things about the Christmas season, Christmas Eve, and what happened that night was that Jesus as a child came to this earth with one intention. His one intention was to live on this earth and then die for you and I. He came to this earth, born in a manger in the most lowly of places, died in one of the most egregious deaths that you can have on a cross with his arms spread open for all to see. One of the most amazing things about this night is that we celebrate his birth and many people around the world do, but they don't really understand that he didn't remain a baby. He grew up and he did many things. And so we should behold the majesty of this night and the wonderful birth that Jesus had on the cross for, or in the manger for us but also behold the death of him on a cross for all of us. What I love about Christmas time is that everyone seems to be just a little bit more happier. Everyone has a smile on their face and a pep in their step. And for most people, there are the good time. Some people struggle with this season and that's okay. People come to celebrate this day, whether they understand it or not, they celebrate a day that our Savior was born. A day that Jesus died for those that have everything in order, for those that have nothing in order. Jesus came to live and die for those that have everything and those that have nothing at all. He came for all of us. And behold, that in its own right is a miracle for all of us that we need to grasp a hold of and understand. The wonderful thing about this season is that it's a time for you and I, if we truly behold what happened through Jesus's life and death and resurrection, then we ourselves can have our lives changed completely inside. Mary's life was changed completely. Joseph's life was changed completely. The shepherd's life was changed completely. All the stories of the Christmas Advent had characters and had the, the main 
uh, characters of each story had their lives completely changed because of Jesus' birth. You and I can do the same thing. But see, when our life, when we accept Jesus, when we make room for him and we allow him to come in and we celebrate what he did on our lives, then what happens is that we begin to light up, if you will. Can we start the candles? We call this a candlelight service. And a candlelight service is where we light a candle and the reason why it's such an awesome time is not only just because of quietness and the and the candle and the shows a light that comes off and and it shines brightly but if you can imagine for just a moment as your candles are being lit when you behold who Jesus is when you grasp a hold of how awesome he is when you grasp a hold of everything that he is and you allow that light of Jesus inside of your heart to change who you are, to illuminate inside of you, then what happens is that you begin to cast a, a, a bright light upon not only yourself, but upon others. Just for a moment before we sing, you look around at all those that have a candle lit. Look at the light that it shines upon them. Those that were before this point in complete darkness now has a light illuminating around them. When we accept Jesus into our heart, when we allow him to change us, when we make room for him in our hearts and and for who we are, then what happens is that Jesus begins to illuminate who we are and shines a light not only on us, but it shines a light that others can see. I love the fact that we start with one light and then we and then we you know light each other's candles so to speak. There's a wonderful old song, Go Light Up the World. But even more so than that, the light that you shine can make a difference. Because this light, this candle represents Jesus and and the light that he shines upon you. Christmas is a wonderful season but he, but it becomes even much more wonderful by us allowing that light of Jesus to shine inside of us. So may I encourage you today to allow Jesus to change you. Allow his birth in a manger, his life full of miracles, and his death on the cross and his resurrection from the tomb three days later to change who you are, to light something inside of you so that when you go out from this place, you can carry that candle with you, lighting the world around you. Let's sing this song together.
Father, may we understand that that peace that comes on this night wasn't intended just for this night, but it was intended for all of us to carry forth the life that you have shown. 